there's plenty of room. No need to crowd. We reserve this larger room for all of you that have been here, and I see that many of your parents also responded to my request that they be here. It's been a delightful season so far. For those who are new and for the parents, I am John Christopher Kringle. We've been going through an exercise each day as part of the the expanded literature uh, and history uh, program, the sort of seasonal celebration in conjunction with this return for the third year now of Christmas to the Arkship. And um, in my scholarship, I've been able to um, spend time examining the great works of history and trying to understand them from the context of our modern our modern day. And um, sorry if I, I yawn from time to time. Yesterday I spent a very interesting um, extended uh, period of time researching, and I found a cache of old vids, um, some nearly 800 years old from the, uh, the 20 and 21st century. Uh, kind of the early days of vids themselves. It's a remarkable cache. I don't think anyone has really discovered it before. There's so much to be delved through, and uh, the artificial intelligences have no idea what they're looking at either, so there's much to be done just with uh, our own interpretations. But this is the final lecture uh, of the main series. It'll be another lecture tomorrow, I think. Um, this one, as we continue to examine uh, the 12 Days of Christmas, the lyrics to a classic Christmas song. Classic, of course, not in our modern day, but one of the ones that lives alongside Last Christmas and a few other uh, archaic songs of yesteryear. This one having a strange resonance throughout the entirety of the early ninth, well, 18th, 19th, and 20, 21st centuries. A remarkable um, longevity. Uh, but on this particular lyric, um, while it does repeat all of the ones we've gone through before, and I won't, I won't. Well, I might repeat them all. We'll see. But we'll start with this this uh, particular verse on the twelfth day of Christmas. My true love sent to me twelve drummers drumming, and this is indeed why I was. Uh, up far too late, and why I feel slightly underprepared, but also overprepared for this lecture. So if you go on to um, VidSearch, and you start, narrow it down to about the 21st century, some in the 20th century, 22nd century is, is a, a little bit more abstract at that point, so much changed, but if you look for drum solo, um, you'll be quite surprised what you find. Now, who here knows what a drum is? As many of you are pointing at your ears. Yes, there is a segment in the ear, which is called the eardrum. Um, some people, yes. Uh, Mr. Phelps from Maintenance. Yes, I think you, you have a particular description of drums in terms of, and you're miming it to me, yes, the large barrels. Um, that are used for storing raw materials. True, true enough. Neither of those are the drums that are being referred to here. Well, what are being referred to, in fact, in much the same way that the previous one had been about music, this one also is about music. And the drum is one of those fundamental early instruments uh, 
that while it had gone through a tremendous number of alterations, uh, both the material and, and method, um, nonetheless represented a, a sort of uh, incredible primitive um, p- uh, equipment. Uh, primitive is a strange word to use here. Um, one might be tempted to say simple, but that's not the term I mean it here. When I'm saying primitive, I mean in terms of breaking the word apart to prime. It is a central and is an element of music which we do not see today. Um, a mimic, uh, the very basic of our own heartbeat. And I've spoken. Uh, to a few engineers in times past, and I had not understood what they meant. I'm starting to come around. The engineers had referred to the heartbeat of the ship, or understanding the ship by being able to hear how it moves, and how things are desynchronized and so forth, indicating errors. And only last night, in the extensive research I did on drum solos, did I quite come to truly interpret um, what they said. I spent a considerable amount of time after my research uh, moving from different place to place on the ship and just listening. Um, it was a, a, a down cycle for most people on the ship, so there were very few people about. And I spent that time listening to the rhythm of everything around me. It was a profound experience, and I recommend all of you do it repeatedly. But the ability for drums to syncopate, to align themselves with others, is, and then by thereby amplifying the the effect of it all, um, is startlingly effective. And I think in this particular case, we can interpret it pretty literally that I need the force of twelve drummers drumming would be a manifestation of pure, essential joy. And I think that's what's what's called for here. So we'll put it all together. I'll go through the verse once. Um, I'm not a singer. I will attempt, I think, to do this one verse um, and think back to all the different stages we've gone through over time and different interpretations we've had. And, and also, I would ask for the students and for the adults gathered in this last lecture to, to less think about the words themselves. Oh, very, it was a very, very late session. Um, less about the words themselves and this idea of celebrating for 12 days uh, and, and to consider how we might all celebrate for 12 days. Let's try this once. On the 12th day of Christmas, my true love sent to me 12 drummers drumming, 11 pipers piping, 10 lords are leaping, 9 ladies dancing, 8 maids milking, a milking, uh, 7 swans are swimming, 6 geese are laying, 5 golden rings, 4 calling birds, 3 French hens, 2 turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. What a manifestation of joy, what a, uh, an incredible experience.
While we will never have those things again, we could probably synthesize some drums and perhaps even have some images representing some of the others. I would, I would suggest that a different approach be taken. That we find a way to to transform this song uh, in in two ways, really. One, to to rearrange or reinterpret or reimagine new stages along this journey between two young, presumably lovers, maybe not young, I suppose. Old love is just as good. And 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 try to bring it in line with what we understand. I don't. I'm not a writer. Uh, well, I'm a writer, but I'm not a lyricist. Um, so I don't have a particular um, a particular interpretation, unfortunately. But perhaps we can find one. And in the other, um, consider your true love, or perhaps your true loves. Perhaps your family is your truest of loves. And consider what you would give them one day uh, for 12 days, or rather what you would gift them differently for 12 days in a row. And see if that brings to, to mind a better understanding of the people you have around you. I've been contemplating this recently, and I think I think some of my students could benefit from my altered perspective. Nonetheless, we've come to the end of this particular lecture series. As I said, one additional um, post-lecture I think I will provide for you tomorrow. It's definitely optional. All of this is subject to interpretation, as they say. But um, I hope you'll join me for that one, and uh, we'll understand it together. All right, everyone, clear out. We've only had the room for a brief period of time, and there's another class coming in, something... Something to do with mathematics, I think. <laughs>